Seven steps, steps to financial fitness. Yep, it's and, exactly it. And we're going to try to tie it back to not just financial fitness, but also to like marketing. And what if the money that you spend as a marketing or sales professional is your own money? What would you think about that? You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. Today is going to be even more interesting. I think last week we did a professor, Scott Davis, who is a professor at the university in Houston. And he talked about why education is important and what companies can do on both sides. Like, you know, not just getting talking about why, what are the gaps in education, but also what companies can do to invest in education for, for their own, own teams and companies. This time, we're going to talk to a very good friend of mine, Bob Stammers. Bob and I worked together, what, 10, almost seven years ago, six yeah. years ago? Wow. Six years ago on some crazy, crazy things. We won't go into that. But I, I think know, actually it was more than six years ago. Was it more? Yeah, it was like 2008, 2009. That is crazy. Yeah, long, time. long time. And he's now the investor, uh, edu- investor education at a CFA institute, which means that he knows everything that you need to know about finance. And I feel selling and finance are the two disciplines that are not talked about a whole bunch. Nobody really teaches how do you sell, right? You learn about the four P's and all that stuff. You don't really know how to sell until you get a real job or the finance, which is where your rest of the, your life, you just spend working but you don't know how to manage your finances. Seems pretty crazy. So we're going to talk about seven, what do you call it? Seven steps, steps to financial fitness. Yep, that's and, exactly it. And we're going to try to tie it back to not just financial fitness, but also to like marketing. And what if the money that you spend as a marketing or sales professional is your own money? What would you think about that? So Bob, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Sangram. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So just to let your audience know, CFA Institute, as a group that administers the exams for the Chartered Financial Analyst designation, which is one that a lot of portfolio managers have. So really know. smart people who have all the money. But we're also about elevating the standards of investment professionals around the world. So yeah. with that. And you, you've been traveling quite a bit, like just teaching a lot of financial stuff. Like you were in what, Tokyo? Yeah, like- in China. We, I get to go around. We have 150 societies around the world. They have 150,000 members around the world. So yeah. I get to spend my time teaching them you know, how to either invest, uh, retail investors, how to invest their money or how professionals can better their relationship with their clients. That's pretty cool. Well, let me throw you a curveball before we get into sure. it. Sure. We didn't talk about it. Fun fact about you. Oh, I used to live in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. What? Yeah, I was, I was a Navy brat. So one wow. of the places that we lived in was Guantanamo Bay before it was a prison. <laughs> before it was a prison. All right, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, we, we also interviewed convicts. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So seven steps to financial fitness. Go for it. All right. So you, you were saying most people do not learn personal finance or investing in school, right? Yeah. Unless they have parents that have some financial knowledge, they don't get it. So we try to provide it in an easy to understand way. Well, how can people understand seemingly complex facts, but in a relatable way? So one yeah. of the things we did was one of our societies was doing a marathon and they wanted something mm-hmm. to give out to their, the marathon runner. So we did this thing called Seven Steps to Financial Fitness. What are the things that you need to become financially fit? Mm. All right. And who are, so these are all these. These are runners. These are people in the public, you know, but we're trying to increase the level of financial 
acumen yeah. in in the local community. So well, it seems we like everybody. I feel like I'm the dumbest person when it comes to managing my own finances, and it's I don't know. You probably meet everybody. Like, yeah, everybody. People just don't know how to manage your own personal finance. It's it's amazing. I would say that I know people that make incredible amounts of money. Yeah. That are very, very poor about yeah. managing their finance. They spend money so frivolously, right? They can't <laughs> save anything because yeah. they don't know how to manage. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. All right. So one of the things we thought was, well, people are used to, if you're running a marathon and training for a marathon or you're wanting to be the better soccer player or a baseball player, you have to have a discipline. You have to learn the skills over time, right? You weren't the best basketball player or you weren't the best marathon runner the first time that you did it, right? right. You learn it over time. So what are the steps necessary? to become the best that you can be and becoming the most financially fit that you can be. Yeah. So first thing to start out, so this seven up that we put together. First one is set financial goals. Okay. You can't know, get to where you are. You can't achieve your goals if you don't know what they are, right? Sounds like we, everybody should know that regardless of financial or not. You think so, but there's a lot of people that just save money. They don't know what they're saving for. They don't usually <laughs> be saving money, but they put it in the bank or they, yeah. they invest in something, but they're not really thinking about what it's for. And the reason this is important is because it helps you to determine how much you need to save, mm. right? So if you have a goal, right. you, you say, okay, if I want to reach that in 10 years or 30 years, how much do I need to save every day or every month or every year yeah. in order to reach that, right? Yeah. And the reason that's important is to go into my second point, which mm-hmm. is you need to know that amount so that you can understand where your money is going. Mm. So you need to pay yourself first. Meaning most people, when they save, Money comes in, right. they spend it. Whatever is left over, that's what they save. Yeah, now I can probably save $200 more. Like, but you, already, you could have saved more if you would have just not spent it. Exactly. The actual what the way that you should save, and if you have a real saving and investing discipline, is you save what you need to save and you spend what's left over. Yeah. And in order to do that, you need to have a very good budget, yeah. right? Saying, look, look, this is the amount of money I have to spend, right? Because yeah. I've already saved this money at the beginning. Right. right? Money's come in, I've saved it. Now, this is all I have to spend. Not only do you have to have a really good budget so that you know how much to spend on each item, but you need to track those expenses. Absolutely. You need to know where your money is going. You know, this, going back now, people listening to this podcast who are mostly B2B marketing and sales, they're by this time probably going, what are we talking about? I didn't sign up for a financial education, but I feel like there is a clear understanding of like, what if this was your own money? Like, as you think about financial fitness, as you go through all these seven steps, when you're a marketer or a salesperson and imagine you running marketing today and you have a budget plan and if you don't have a clear goal and that unfortunately happens in quite a few times is like companies get like, hey, marketing, you have a million dollar budget and they're like, OK, now I have a million dollars. So I'm going to go spend that million dollar. And that's the immediate thought that comes to your mind. Well, what if it was your own money? Would you manage it differently? So I'm really I feel like every step as we go, I would encourage everybody listening to this podcast right now to think about. How do you have a clear end in mind so that you can clearly say, here's where you want to be, and then figure out the budget that you have for your marketing program or your sales programs and figure out what are those milestones that you need to hit in order to achieve that goal. But setting the goal to your first point, so critically. You know, I think the other thing that tracking of expenses is really kind of tracking your, you know, whatever you're doing in marketing, make yeah. sure that it's working and yep. to test it or whatever it is to do to make sure it's. Meeting your goals, right? All the time. Because, you know, it's almost like when you think about strategies that marketers would do. is like, hey, let's just spend money this quarter on events because there are multiple events happening. So you could think about it and say, I'm going to, you can almost forecast it in the marketing world and say, hey, Q2, we're going to have a lot of expense for these particular events. So we need to save up money for that. 
But then what are we going to do in the first quarter in order to create buzz so that we can have more return on our investment in Q2? So I feel like clear clarity in that goal setting is super, super critical. All right, I'm going to look at how you're going to make the connection to this one. <laughs> All right. Let's so the next one is manage your debt. So Whoa. debt and saving and saving and investing are mutually exclusive, right? right? If you have debt, you're paying off a debt. You're paying money to someone else. That's money that you can't save and invest. Yeah. So you have to manage your debt, right? And I'm really talking about consumer debt. Consumer yeah. debt is the stuff that's really bad. High interest credit card debt right. or other things because that's usually debt that's of a higher interest rate, the interest rate that you're paying, yeah. than what you can get in the market, right? Mm-hmm. What you can get in a normal investment account. Yeah. So you need to get rid of that. If you want to invest more, you got to get rid of that. Would you consider like debt. student loan in the same? Student loan's a little bit different. I mean, I don't like student loans for a different reason, which is because you can't get rid of them in a bankruptcy. You can't discharge them in any other reason. So mm. I know younger people are always saying, well, it's, these aren't that high interest rate and I can pay them over time. But most people that are older will tell you they've gone through at least one hiccup in their life, either a mm. health scare or lost a job. And I know too many people that have paid down their student loans, gotten into trouble and had to start all over again. Wow. So I think student loans is one of the things that you focus on, get rid of. Get rid of. Well, I mean, to connect to this point is like a lot of people listening are probably have some sort of student debt and you're saying that, hey, get rid of it. Get rid of it if you can. Yeah. I mean, I've got two millennial daughters. I'm telling them, get rid of it. Get rid of that stuff because it just lives with you. Yeah. There's no reason to keep it on. But there's other good debt. I mean, yeah. mortgages, obviously, even car loans. I mean, if you need to buy a car, you need a yeah. car, you can't buy it all. Yeah. Use the bank's money to get, get it. But once again, be very smart about it. Um, be very disciplined. So all this is all about discipline. Be yeah. very disciplined about it. Understand it. What's good? What's bad? Get rid of the stuff that's bad. Try not to take on too much debt. All right. What's the next one? Put your finances on autopilot. So you don't want to be thinking about your finance and investment too much. And mm. too much emotions can really get in the way, right? So remember we were talking about pay yourself first? Right. Okay. So the best thing to do is, look, if you've got, if you're getting paid by a bank draft, right? Mm-hmm. Wireless into your account. Put the money into your savings account first. Yeah. Put the other money in your checking account that you're going to spend. Separate them. Don't even yeah. think about it, right? Yeah. It just happens automatically. Right. You got bills that have to get paid every month. Yeah. Your car loan, whatever. Put that on autopilot. Set it up in your bank, yep. get it paid. You're not thinking about it. It's right. getting done. So you're not getting bank fees, yeah. credit cards. Make sure they get paid so you don't get a late fee. Hurts your you know, FICO score and right. all that. So as much as you can, you put your saving and investing on autopilot. You know, that, this makes me think about like when a marketing program that we'd be running, it's almost the opposite in this case. So I'm, I might go, and I'd love for you to challenge this one. It's almost like you don't want to put anything in autopilot when it comes to marketing programs because you always have to be agile enough to figure out what's working, what's not. Now, what you're really talking about is a long-term strategy. That's what you're really talking about is like, hey, look, if, you, if I look at my 401k every single day and with the ups and downs in the market, well, that's not what I should be looking at my 401k. It's a long-term strategy, autopilot it, let it go, look at it maybe once a quarter, once a year or something like that, but not more than that. When it comes to marketing and budgets that marketers get, it's almost like you have it. And if you don't spend it, you're going to lose it. it. Right. I mean, that's the problem most marketing organizations face today is they get X amount of budget and the CFO would say to them, hey, I gave you $250,000. You only spent $200,000. So next quarter, I'm only going to give you $200,000 because you don't know how to spend. All right. Well, uh, the way I make the connection is what I'm talking about is getting rid of all the noise. Oh, all right. right? That makes sense. So you got so many other things to think about, right? If I'm tracking my expenses, if I'm really being disciplined about my investing, I want to make sure that I'm investing in the right thing. I don't want to be worried about making sure that I'm going to pay my credit card on time. I don't want to make sure that my mortgage gets paid on time. I want to make sure that that's taken care of. I'm not worried about that. It's about getting rid of the noise, focusing on things that are important. And those other things, 
make sure they're just done. Yeah. You don't have to think about them. Absolutely. This is the most important point for all saving and investing disciplines is maintain a steady lifestyle. And I know that's hard mm-hmm. for a lot of people. They yeah. want to go out and increase their lifestyle as their income increases. Yeah. But if you really want to reach your retirement early or you want to have a good retirement or just a really good saving and investing discipline, this is the best way to do it is to Keep try to maintain your lifestyle. Yeah. Right. That allows you, if you're maintaining a lifestyle, that means that every time you have an income increase or a bonus, yeah. you're going to be putting that right into the stock market. You can put it right into investments, mm. which will help to, inc- you know. Man, that got to be so hard. That, like, <laughs> how, many, how many people actually would, uh, would do that, that? I mean, once again, it's about being disciplined, yes. right? Now, what, what, is that, what is that book, the, the Millionaire Next Door? Yeah. That's what that's all about, right? Yeah. They're millionaires. People say that's no way he's a millionaire because yeah. he drives in you know, a dumpy car yeah. or you know, lives in a small house. Yeah. But that's why he's a millionaire right. because he's putting all the other money into the market yeah. and just making him rich. The way I would tie this back to just personal and professional development is you got to always be learning and be investing in yourself. Right. So a lot of people would get into their jobs and in, in regular jobs. And as they make more money, that's that's great because they might be just going up on the, the corporate ladder. But are they investing in themselves to be smarter? Are they investing in themselves to be better at their craft? And I don't think most people think about that. I look at the best way to grow is through learning. And I feel like today, like, you know, you and I worked like, what, 10 years ago and doing all those things. That was my first marketing job. You know, like I, I didn't know anything about marketing. I still don't know a lot. And I feel like in the last 10 years, I've just constantly learned, 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 learned. And I'm like getting even more hungrier for learning. And I wonder like, you know, this, the way to kind of get back in is like going back to discipline. If there's one discipline that everybody got to have is that, are you learning? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to hit that on the seventh point. We're almost there. Next one is invest wisely. And, you know, that seems kind of common sense, right? But it's really about understanding the basics of investing, right? There's a few things that can keep you really out of the traps, right? One is diversification, right? Diversify, which means put your money in a lot of different types of assets so that they don't all, it's like, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? That's what it's all about. So that if the market does take a big swing, not all of your investments are going to go with it, right? So there's some basic things that you can learn about risk, what types of things to invest in. It's not complex. Going back to your idea of learning, we don't have time to go through it all right now. Yep. But there's some real basic things that you can learn to invest wisely. Yeah. And you should put make that part of your saving and investing discipline. I, I think this just completely aligns, right? You know, I think if we, you think about a marketing plan or a sales plan, like, man, if we put all of our eggs in events or if all of our eggs in like advertising, and even we talk about account-based marketing all the time, and most people know Terminus is the, the core of our platform is advertising. We go out and say that, hey, no, no, no. If you do Terminus, that's not ABM. That's part of your ABM strategy because your portfolio of ABM strategy should include potentially advertising, direct mail, email campaigns, face-to-face meetings. All those things are part of your ABM strategy. So if you double down and just put all of your money in this one bucket, you're probably not going to see the success that you need to see as a part of your whole ABM strategy. That makes sense. All right. And the last one, going back to your other point, obtain knowledge and advice. All right. So, I just went on that a little right, bit early. And, that, and that's probably one of the most important ones. Like you said, I mean, if you want to reach your goals. If you really want to be disciplined, you got to keep continuously yeah. learning, right? Yeah. And what you hit on a point, which is really interesting that people don't talk about a lot, is your human capital. Everyone yeah. is worth X amount of dollars, Right. And you can increase your human capital value as you get more skilled and, 
and more informed. Yeah, right. Totally, man. And the other thing I point in there is health. People yeah. don't think about this, but the more healthy you are, the more active you are, the better you are at work, the better chance your income will grow. Yeah. Less chance that you're going to have a health problem that'll keep you from working. Yeah. So all those things are tied together, right? The other thing is get a mentor and get some good, you know, get either get a good coach. Yeah. Find someone that knows something about finance and investing that you can bounce questions off yeah. of. That'd be a big help in getting you financially fit. I love that, man. I'm so glad you went through this because I think this is going to be such a new topic for everybody listening. We've been pretty fortunate to be in the top 50 uh, podcast now on, in the business category. And I feel like we want to evolve and make sure that people are learning just be, and just growing personally and professionally. And we love talking about accountants marketing and marketing and then sales. But the more I talk to people, I feel like they want to learn about how to be a better person. They yeah. want to learn about being just better at their craft. They want to learn about better time management. I was talking to someone this morning who I'm going to try to bring on the podcast. They just launched a company about sleep management. And he said, man, if you're sleeping healthy and if you don't sleep like three days in a row in, in, for like the, the amount of sleep you need, you're going to have your performance decay that will have your sales numbers go down by 10%. And to me, they, like, there's a correlation between how are you, are you healthy financially and if you're healthy just health-wise, you know, you're going to have a better productive life. Exactly. So, I love that. Bob, thank you so much for jumping on and helping us with the seven steps of financial fitness. Hopefully people learn a lot about finances and also learn like, look, if you're spending money as a marketing director or a CMO, and if you think about that's your own money, how would you do? And this might be a great episode for you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks Bob. Appreciate, Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.